0: Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. But, um, last week, uh, Pastor Jose uh, was sharing a word with you about breaking chaos and so I'm going to continue in the same vein um, as I want to share a few things that God has put in my heart, and uh, we're going to read quite a bit. And I hope you don't mind that we're going to read quite a bit this morning. I want you to go to your Bible to the book of Acts, chapter 27. Acts chapter 27, and I'm going to tell a story about uh, Paul, and this is the Apostle Paul. I give the. De- as I elaborate a little more, all right? I'll give all of the details. Um, So be patient with me. I'm going to read the the biblical account and then I'm going to kind of dissect this a little and then we're going to get right into some of the details of what I feel at God and what I was sensing that God was saying to you all who are here and those that are watching us online. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We bless you, Lord. We say thank you, Lord, for the moment of of worship that we had before you, Lord. We say that you may receive the glory, that you may receive the praises of your people, that you may receive the praises of your sons and daughters this morning. Father, as we turn now, Lord, to this moment, we ask, Lord, that you may speak into the most, innermost, deepest parts of our being, Lord. We need you. We need you. In this moment, we need you. We're crying out to you as a church, as a body, as a people, Lord, as we say that you may continue to guide us. Father, speak to our need in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Verse 13, and when a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it. So they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly and a wind of typhoon strength caught a northeaster, burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn ship into the wind, so they gave up and they let it run before the gale. Can we go to uh, verse 20? I'm sorry. Thank you. The terrible storm. What kind of a storm? Terrible. What kind of a storm? Terrible. The terrible storm raged for, for blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. 22. But take Courage, none of you will lose your lives even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, he said, don't be afraid, Paul for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. Continue. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone, everyone sailing with you. Is that it? No, I got more. Ooh, got more. So take courage. For I believe God. Who did Paul believe? God. Who did Paul believe? God. He believes God. It will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. Continue. But they hit a shoal and ran the ship aground too soon. The bow of the ship stuck fast while the stern was repeatedly smashed by the force of the waves and began to break apart. The soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners to make sure they didn't swim ashore and escape. But the commanding officer wanted to spare Paul. Who did he want to spare? Paul, Paul. so he didn't let them carry out the plan. Continue. Then he ordered all who could swim to jump overboard first and make for land. The others held on to, to, they held on to planks. They held on to planks or debris from the broken ship. So everyone escaped safely to shore. All who could swim to jump overboard first and make for land. Is that where I have? Okay, that's what I got. Is that where it stops there? Thumbs up. All right. So there are times in life's journey that a ship that once afforded us all safety will come crashing down for whatever reason. And and the, the ship that once offered us peace, rest, protection, and more seems to be quickly sinking with no hope. This is Paul's reality. Paul is in this ship, and for many days, it provided him and others safety, stability, comfort, peace. But like Pastor Jose shared last week, that unexpected storms come. Typhoon-like winds, the Bible says, started to rock the ship that once provided them with a sense of stability now all of a sudden it all starts to crumble starts to crash most discouraging is that Paul had no control over what was happening Paul didn't cause this storm Paul had been doing everything according to what God had asked Still, the storm stirred up against the ship that Paul was in. Now, I said in the beginning when I started this series, I said that there are storms that happen to us. There are storms that happen through us. And then there are storms that happen um, um, because of us. So you got that? Everybody got that? And there are times that we are to trust God for what he said. Regardless of what the storm is doing, we have to trust God for what he said. We must be familiar with his words. We must be familiar with the promises over our lives to be able to weather the storm. Paul is experiencing this. However... Paul had heard God's very voice. And it was his voice that was sustaining them in the midst of this shipwreck. Now, these moments are like puzzle pieces. Everybody here has worked on a puzzle at some point or another. And when puzzle pieces are all scrambled about, they don't make sense in the beginning. There is a picture, but it's all in pieces you may be experiencing in your life very much just like a broken puzzle. You may have just a corner or you may have the center of the picture or, or you may you may just have the border. But we must trust and take God at his word that if God said he's going to be with you and if God said he's not going to forsake you, then guess what? He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to abandon you. He's not going to leave you. The, the picture's there. The pieces aren't connected yet. But they're going to come together. There's some of us here and some of us that are watching right now are experiencing this. There are tons of things that are coming at you. Unprecedented, unsolicited. You didn't do it. Not your doing. It's just coming your way. It's happening to you. It's happening all around you. This is Paul's reality. The ship is going down. Winds are striking the ship from the north, south, west, east. Waves are crashing in. And to make matters worse. I think there's an, uh, a very important detail that I left out, and I did that intentional. He's in chains. Paul is in chains because Paul wasn't just a passenger, Paul was a prisoner. And as he's in chains, Paul is an innocent man. He had been arrested and taken under false pretense. There's some stuff that's happening to you that wasn't your fault. You didn't do it. You're just in the ship. It wasn't your fault, but it's still part of a picture. Paul is holding on to what God's word said to him. It's what was sustaining Paul in his moment of chaos. The commanding officer gave orders, all who could swim to jump overboard first and make for land, every man for himself. And verse 44 says, the others held on to planks. And they held on to planks and other debris from the broken ship. Everyone escaped. What were they holding on to? Planks. And debris. can you imagine the sight, the moment, the experience? The Bible says that they held on to planks and debris from the broken ship, though the pieces were broken, though the pieces were broken, scripture says though the, though the, the they were holding on to planks, they arrived to shore safely. Not on a ship, holding onto a plank. Not on a ship, but holding on to some debris. It was the same sea, same winds, the same storm. The only difference is that the ship is gone. The ship is broken. The ship is in pieces all over this sea. What's left? Pieces. Broken pieces. You know, when Becky and I went through what we went through in our marriage, Becky, um, I've shared this before. we, We share it as our testimony. Becky had asked me for a divorce 12 years into our marriage and unexpectedly, completely out of left field, my ship shattered. My ship shattered. Try saying that seven times. (laughs) And it shattered into a million pieces there was debris everywhere planks everywhere What once felt safe no longer existed in just a brief moment It all came tumbling down. My ship is now it just hit an apparent iceberg and it sank I, I couldn't see the shore I I couldn't see the coastline. I I couldn't see the big picture. It was like puzzles all broken into pieces. Is everybody following me? Are you sure? I couldn't see the sun, the stars. They had all been blotted out. And all hope was gone. Now, I don't know why and really I can't remember where it came from. I I have to attribute this work to the Holy Spirit in navigating me through this. Because I remember telling Becky, when that's the news she gave me, I said to her, please don't make any impulsive decisions right now. Just let's give it all a moment. Let's not even work on our marriage. Let's not fix the marriage. But let's give this some time so I can figure out what we're going to do with the kids and what we're going to do with everything else and, and do this with civility. She conceded. She, she, she said, Okay. And for a moment, I was now what? I was what? I was just holding on to a plank. My ship is gone. I'm just holding on to a plank. Are you following me this morning? Are you sure? You're following me this morning? I started to look ahead at the shore. I was looking for it. I was looking for the. Sh- I was looking for the coastline. that's, that's what I'm looking for. Too often our hope during roaring seas is in the ship that once was. God is telling us, no matter how great the storm, no matter how it may be, the greater the storm, the greater I am. Let me say that again. The greater the storm, the greater I am. Somebody needs to hear that. The greater the storm, the greater he is. Tell somebody next to you, hold on. Tell somebody, hold on. Come on, tell somebody, hold on. Hold on. Come on, tell somebody, hold on. Tell somebody, don't let go. Don't don't let go. Come on, seriously, tell them, don't let go. The shore is just ahead. It's just ahead. Hold on. Don't let go. Trust God. God wants you to know that we can can trust what he said would happen. Acts 28, verses 1 and 2. Listen to this. The Bible says, once we were safe where? On shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. And for those Puerto Ricans, this is not Malta. (laughs) You Puerto Ricans. It must be Puerto Rican. No, that's not Malta. The people of the island were very very kind to us. It was cold, rainy, so they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. Malta's a small island. It was roughly 18 miles long by 18 miles wide. It's about 60 miles away from Sicily south of Sicily and at that time in Malta it was under siege by the Roman Empire so the native the natives there they had their own language they had their own culture their own traditions but they were a hospitable people in fact the name Malta in their native language means a place of refuge Are you following that? Are you following that? After a harrowing journey, the storm led all 276 people that had been shipwrecked to a place of safety, a place called a place of refuge. For Paul, who had been in chains, he is now being what? He's being cared for. He is being fed you're taking care of him by a people of another culture of another tongue he is learning more and more the kindness and the generosity in people supersedes the loyalty of race ethnicity and culture traditions there are times that we think that we can only find strength encouragement and people that speak like us and look like us and know our cultural values and 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 and, and I'm gonna tell you nothing can be further from the truth. I have felt pain and hurt from people that look like me, sound like me, and speak like me, and on and on and, on. and I'm not talking about Miguel. <laughs> And I've found refuge, healing, restoration, kindness, and generosity in people that look nothing or sound nothing like me. And that's the beauty of God's work. It's that he will take you along a journey, but he will always get you to a place of refuge. You may not understand it all, but your heavenly father wants you to rest. I want you to close your eyes right there where you are. Just close your eyes right there where you are. Your heavenly father wants you to rest from all of your toil, from all of the hard shit that you're going through. Your heavenly father wants you to trust and to believe that the roaring sea may rip your ship to shreds and even throw you overboard leaving you stranded with no direction. But if you hold on and don't let go to your faith, God will bring you supernaturally to a place called refuge. Where you will find safety, restoration, and you're going to be cared for. You may open your eyes. You may have thought that safety and calm would be provided to you in the comfort of a dry ship. And God is telling you, I can provide greater safety and comfort and peace, even if it means that you are neck deep in a roaring sea, holding on to just a single plank. I will give you safety. Pastor Jose read the scripture last week and I found it very fitting as we start closing. Out of Isaiah 43. Out of Isaiah. Verse 2 and 3. When you go through what? Deep waters. I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Listen, as as I close, I want to read this. Man, I want to read this story. In 1952, Chadwick Florence—you could look her up. Not now, I'm gonna re- I, you young generation. Google 1952, Chadwick Florence. She attempted to swim the 26 miles between Catalina Island and the uh, California coastline. As she began, she was flanked by a small boat that was watching for sharks. And, and they were prepared to help her if she got hurt or was thrown overboard and got tired. After about 15 hours, how many hours? 15 hours, a thick fog set in. Florence began to doubt her ability and she told her mother who was in one of the boats that she didn't think that she could make it. She swam for another hour after those 15 asking to be pulled out unable to see the coastline due to the fog. As she sat now inside the boat, as they took her out of the boat, she stopped swimming. she They all realized that she was just one mile away from her destination. Two months later, she did it again. Two months later, she did it again. The same thick fog set in But she succeeded she reached the Catalina she said that she kept a mental image of the shoreline ahead in her mind and she swam towards that though things may look like they have fallen apart in your life stand to your feet may things things may look like they've ended like they've fallen apart There is debris scattered and planks everywhere. It doesn't make sense. It's no longer a ship. It's just just an image of what used to be. I'm here to tell you this morning that God wants you to know, hold on. Hold on. Don't let go. Hold on. Don't let go. Close your eyes. Close your eyes today. Don't let go. Heavenly Father. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.